Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers distilled a new nation and brought forth bourbon, the water of life. So grab a glass and join Paul, AJ, and JC on another episode of Bourbon with Friends. Everyone, thank you. Welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. Um, we are on video now, which is a, a first, and we, we have a very special guest with us. Um, he is a six-time All-Star, uh, 1999 Stanley Cup champion, number 11 on the all-time NHL uh, shutout list, fourth on the all-time wins list, a two-time gold medal winner with Canada, and a 2011 NHL Hall of Fame inductee, Eddie Valcourt. Eddie, thank you for joining us. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, always great to be part of uh, whiskey tastings and, and whiskey talks, for sure. Oh, it's uh, exactly. This is, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool for me. Um, I'm a Panthers fan, and you, you know, you played for for my team. Uh, you know, it's been a couple of years, but um, it's pretty cool to talk to people you watched and cheered for and stuff like that. So uh, for me, and I know AJ's yeah. my, in Dallas. So. My whole family, half my family's down in Dallas, and you're actually the first hockey jersey I ever had. My brother bought me. Oh, you know? awesome! Glad to hear, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah. dear to my heart, winning the Stanley Cup here in 99. And, and of yeah. course, I finished my career with the Panthers. And uh, you had a pretty good year there, too. We almost made the playoffs. Uh, came in uh, within, I think, two games of making the playoffs that year. Um, I, I, you know, in, in hindsight, I always said, you know, if they would have played me, you know, a lot in the first half of the season, we probably would have made <laughs> the playoffs. Well, I, I agree with that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Um, so AJ, why don't you kick us off with some, with some questions for him um, and, and why don't we pour some whiskey and drink some, some stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, one of the reasons we have him on is because he's, he's got a new distillery making some good whiskey, uh, Belfort distilleries. Um, we actually tried it a couple of times. We had it when we were down in Dallas about a month and a half ago. A month and, and, half ago. Uh, and then we also got some samples from them and got to try the rye. So it's, and We've actually, one of the cool things we'll let you know is everybody that comes over, we like let them try it because it's such a unique taste and we want to make sure that we're not crazy in how we think that that <laughs> actually tastes. So, um, and everybody seems to really enjoy it whenever they come over. So, uh, you know, cheers yeah. to you. Thank you. Well, that's cheers. awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And, you know, that was our goal was to, to make a product that was unique and uh, that everyone would enjoy, you know, not... Not everyone likes whiskey and we get a lot of times, you know, they've had, you know, bad experiences with whiskey and, you know, when they were younger and they don't drink whiskey anymore. And we, we always say, well, just take a little sip. And, you know, if you don't like it, you're not going to hurt our feelings. We understand. Uh, but most cases they're like, wow, this is whiskey. And, um, you know, our goal was to create a very easy, smooth drinking whiskey. So that's that what we try to do. Definitely I'm already getting different flavor notes again, so I'm just like, you know. Anyway, go ahead. But, uh, I mean, everyone knows, you know, obviously from NHL and your playing days and all that, but what made you really, like, make the jump into whiskey? I mean, I know you said you kind of want to open people's minds, but anything personally that got you going this route? Well, I'm a very creative guy, uh, a bit of an art background uh, all through high school. And uh, my one year at college at the University of North Dakota with the Sioux, um, I've always taken art classes and always enjoyed that side. Um, so after my career, I wanted to do something with my son, who's also a goalie. 
a Dane. His career ended not long after mine. So we started looking into uh, the whiskey business because it was just starting to take off, um, you know, the last 10 years. We've been in this, you know, seven years now. Um, so at that point, you know, Brown Spears was, you know, starting to take off really well. And, you know, I grew up in Canada drinking beer, you know, as a young kid and, and rye whiskey. So, you know, we thought, well, let's order a still, you know, one of those little five gallon stills. So we ordered a still and we thought, you know, let's, we're going to make some whiskey at home and, you know, start testing it and stuff and, you know, see what we can do and, and have some fun with it. Well, we quickly learned that that was highly illegal and, you know, <laughs> we, uh, me being a Canadian, I didn't want to get deported. So that's, that's where it actually started. And, and we decided, well, okay, let's get a license so that we can make it legally. And, uh, you know, we were just thinking about doing it, you know, get a license on a small scale and, and have a little tiny mom pop shop and, you know, one thing led to another and we, you know, we went to uh, school in, in Canada, uh, in Kelowna, BC, they have a, a nice little program there. And then uh, Dane did an internship at Woody Creek Distillery in Colorado with some friends of ours. So he worked at the distillery during the day. And then at night he coached hockey. So it was a perfect uh, combination for him. And uh, he did that for seven months and he got to make 12 barrels of rye whiskey. I came up with the mash bill and he made it himself. And I remember the day he called me, uh, he was finishing up the, the last barrel. He was sipping on the white dog and he was, you know, he, I could hear, you know, he was crying and he was so emotional. And he said, dad, the, the, the white dog is just amazing. And it just smells great. And it's just, you know, he's so excited. And um, I said, well, that's awesome to hear, buddy. I can't wait to try it, you know, after it ages. And um, after that, uh, I looked into the Moonshine University in Louisville, Kentucky. And so Dane, Dane and I went to uh, the Moonshine University. We learned so much more there. We made so many great connections there. And it just motivated us, you know, that we wanted to do this on a much larger scale. Um, you know, we still work with some of the folks there from Moonshine University. Uh, you know, Peggy No Stevens really helped us out a lot. From there, Don Rogers helped us out a lot. From there, uh, Randy Allender, uh, Don Hardwick, they all have really helped us. Uh, Don and Randy, uh, they're still helping us uh, to this day. And, um, you know, we're very thankful for the folks there. Uh, you know, they've really taught us a lot about this business. And, you know, that's when we decided, hey, we're going to build our own distillery. We're going to do it. And um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we've done a lot of research and development on our, on our own. Um, you know, trying different uh, barrels and different types of wood and, and toasting and, uh, you know, the char levels. And um, it's been a lot of fun. So like we, we have right now, we have two <laughs> like life goals right here. If you need any help. Rye whiskeys, and, and then we have the bourbon finished with a Texas pecan. Uh, we're going to be coming out with uh, our small batch uh, straight bourbon whiskey here early next year and, and we're really excited about that product so can't wait to uh you know get our own distillery built and you know we've been working on plans for quite a few years now and and still learning you know there's always something to learn every day and, right. and 
we just love being involved. The people that are in this business are fun. They're exciting. They're a lot like hockey players. You know, they work hard, but they like to party hard too. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. That's the bourbon yeah. world. I mean, I, one thing, I mean, I love the passion you put behind it and, you know, exploring and not just doing it one way and, you know, testing a bunch of different things. Um, but, like, I love that you started with the art background because, you know, that's what we always talk about, the art and science kind of combined, you know, with this. And, you know, love saying the passion and off to a good start with the products I've tasted so far. Bourbon is a true art form. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's science, but it's also a lot of, Art and love, yeah, you gotta be creative when you come up yeah. with that. And you said you came up with your own mash bill, right? So, yeah, that's even something that's even great on that, too. Like, yeah. create the mash bill. And so, JC, just so you know, JC is the uh bourbon steward mm -hmm. among us, he's the he's the certified one. So, so for yeah. the Moonshot Academy as well, yeah, yeah. So, oh, nice, um, it's good, yeah, time. Good, good people over there. Good, so uh, silly thing, but I know how do you. How do you drink your whiskey? Do you drink it neat? Do you throw the splash of water? Do you sample it all? How do you no, go through I, that? I, I like it neat. That's that's the way I like drinking it. Once in a while, you know, like our uh, our bourbon finish with a Texas pecan. Um, I like to put a big, uh, you know, rock ice cube in with that. I, I, I think our, our bourbon tastes a little better that way. But our rye whiskey, I love drinking it neat. And... You know, me growing up in Canada, you know, I grew up drinking rye whiskey and didn't know anything about bourbon because we didn't have bourbon. And, or, you know, at least in my little town, we didn't have any bourbon. But, uh, you know, once I got to the, to the States and, you know, started, you know, going through my career and started learning about, you know, the different bourbons. And, you know, I quickly realized, you know, that I really liked bourbon. And, um, you know that the the bourbons were much smoother and 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 had a lot more character to them. Um, you know our rye whiskeys that I grew up on, you know Canadian Club and um, you know Crown Royal. You know they're drinkwisers and yeah yeah and we didn't even have you know where I grew up we didn't have wisers. Um, no, at least not in my little town. Um, you know it was mainly Canadian Club, so. So big jump. A little, jump whiskey, a little <laughs> yeah. harsh compared to you know what we make now. And you know, I, I, I've tried like with our mash bill, uh, it's a 70, 20, 10. So you know, we've we've toned it down by adding a little corn in there, 20% corn in there, just smooths it out nicely and, and, and some malted barley. I think it's well balanced, it's easy to drink, and um, it's aged, you know, quickly. For us, it, it tasted really good at six months. Oh, it's only aged six months. No, this in the bottle there that you guys are drinking is a year and a half. Okay, okay. But, but when we first tried it at six months, it was already good. Like, gotcha. Gotcha. yeah, it, it's got a nice round finish to it. A lot of pepper there's, up front. There's not a burn to it for for being it, a younger good. bourbon. Yeah, no, it doesn't taste new make at all. You don't have that alcohol like hit you get a heavy as well. Yeah, so I would have guessed, we would have guessed we guessed that it was a, a four year when we first had it. We were guessing yeah. kind of what it would be. So yeah, well, thank awesome. you. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. you guys. So there you go. All right, that so I got that was our goal was to uh, use the barrels and the, the mash bill and barrel entry proofs and you know all those things come into play with how fast it ages and. I think, you know, we, we 
you always get a little lucky and there's you know the harder you work at things the more you know luck comes your way so we've really worked hard at this and we're very happy that the, the rye tasted good at six months now the bourbon it takes a little longer because it's a, a weeded mash bill um, so that's what we've really learned is that we have to be a little bit more patient with uh, the bourbon. So our small batch that we're going to be coming out with is three years old. And, you know, we've had to wait that long uh, before I, I thought it was ready. And I think it's going to be ready this, this spring. And we're excited about it. Now our, our bourbon that's finished with the uh, Texas pecan wood, um, by adding the, the Texas pecan staves to it for um, six weeks to, to eight weeks, it just adds so many special um, characteristics to it that we thought it could be ready at a year and a half. So we went ahead and bottled it and, and a lot of people love it. They, they love that difference. You know, it's not like your traditional bourbon, it's, it's different. Uh, and some people ask us, well, did, did you guys put flavoring in there? And like, no, that's not flavoring. This is, this is true Texas pecan staves from, from, uh, that's been harvested here in Texas. So well, we wanted to have that Texas connection and, and a lot of people here love that. So we're, we're happy about that product too, even though it's only a year and a half old. It does not taste here. What, what char are you doing on the, uh, the rye for your so, barrels? So we have a combination of the, the bourbon is a, a four char and okay. our, our rye is a, a three char. Okay. okay. You said you played around with them bunch. Was that something you tested out to see? And yeah, so we, you know, we've tried everything from one to like a a, a heavy four, and um, you know, we've tried different toast levels. Uh, we tried different toast levels on the the pecan staves, and uh, the sweet spot there was the char four, uh, with the the medium toast on the uh, on the staves. And um, you know, we even tried soaking and non-soaking. So there's there's a lot that goes on there, and um, you know, we think it's pretty unique. Our, our bourbon finished with Texas pecan wood, and, and uh, you know, people people love yeah, that. It's, it's different. It's a unique taste, yes. And it's not one of those unique and like a way, interesting no. thing. So so, so I'll so I'll, I'll steal because we're all over the place now. It's fine. Uh, and you're like getting a lot of secondary questions. So and you've answered some of the ones we're already gonna ask. So that's fine. Um, one of the funny things that we do when we bring everybody over, we have them smell it, drink it, and try it because we actually think it almost tastes like sweet jalapenos. Um, it's got that peppery, but it's not like a burning peppery taste, yeah. right? Which is way different than anything else that like you I mean you can kind of see the room we're in and this monstrosity back here I don't think that there's any bourbon that we've had or in this room that tastes the way this tastes um and so like was that something you were specifically going for was that peppery kind of a of a taste or was it something that just kind of happened and you ran with it well we wanted yeah we ran with it basically but you know the flavor profile that that um you know, we get a lot of, of uh, from people that taste it. Um, you know, we get a lot of creme brulee. People say it like creme brulee. Yeah, I taste it on the rye a lot. Yeah, and a little bit of a, a smokiness to it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I think that's from the char four. 
you know, you get that, it's a little darker. And then, you know, when we, when we use the, the, the pecan staves, that definitely adds that, that peppery to it for sure. Yeah. That's where we figured it came from because. Yeah, it, it definitely makes a difference. Yeah, there's some, you know, you should be able to taste a little bit of roasted nuts in there, possibly. Um, it just has a lot of character to it that's just different than everything else. I get a peanut on the back, like a roasted, yeah, like on the back end of that, yeah. So what, what inspired the bottle design? Because it's very, another thing is the bottle is very pretty. It pops. It's a beautiful bottle. Uh, beautiful bottle. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure some of it was the eagle that you that you wore on the front was with the rest of it. How does that kind of all play in? Yeah, so um, there's a story about the eagle. I'll tell that at the end. But we wanted something that was very very unique. Um, you know, stand stand out on the shelves. You know, the back bars. Um, you know, walking down the, the aisles like you know a lot of bottles look very similar. We wanted our bottle to be much different. We wanted it to be um you know from the era of uh the roaring 20s so like 100 okay. years ago yes uh, it does have Gatsby, a very antique look yeah, to the it Gatsby yes. era uh art deco so we wanted that that really cool unique uh look um you know at our distillery um you know we want to have that presence there you know where, where people come and have a great time at our place uh when we get it built um you know, my uh, grandparents, uh, you know, they were uh, pretty young and spry back then. And um, I found out that they were actually making, I don't know exactly what they were making, but they were making something back during that time. So we have a really cool picture of my grandma and grandpa dressed up, you know, back in the, that era. And they, they looked so sophisticated. And, you know, it's just a, you know, a bit of a tribute to, to grandma and grandpa Belfour. And, um, you know, it was fun creating it. it I tell everybody those, those bottles are like version 100. You know, I'm a perfectionist and, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that it's perfect in every way. And, and we still work on the bottle trying to make it better, you know, make the labels better, make the cork better. Um, and the Eagle, uh, so, you know, I had Eagles on my helmets throughout my whole career. And that's the latest version of the Eagle. Uh, I like to, to call it more like the war eagle look. And, um, you know, it's kind of like that eagle looks kind of mean on there. And he's very yeah. intense and, and focused looking. Um, and the, the story that behind it is um, when we won the cup in 99 here in Dallas, uh, my good friend Jeff Friesen, who worked uh, for me and ran my car shop, it was called Carman Incorporated, it was in um, Freeland, Michigan, and we built a lot of street rods and muscle cars, and he, he managed the shop. Well, they had a baby girl named Abby that year, and um, she, we have a picture of her in the cup when we won the cup, and now she's, you know, 20 years later, she is, you know, all growing up, she's beautiful, and she's an artist, and she designed that eagle for us. Well, that's cool. Right. Yeah, so... I mean, so happy that she could be part of it. And, and uh, you know, one of my best friends uh, also. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I helped her with it. And, you know, that version there is probably around version 40 of different types. <laughs> I, I love how this all ties back to, like, friends, family, and the history. Everything seems to circle right back around to 
people you were close with throughout your career, life, you know, family and all that. And, you know, yeah. definitely passionate. You, you taste it talking to you though, like, and this sounds kind of dumb, but like the, I taste like the bourbon tastes different to me talking to you because it's like, you feel the, 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 the love that was put into yeah. it, the family and the camaraderie and things like that. When you get that story behind it, because you know, we, some of these bigger places, we have stories, we know like what, what was done with it, but it's not personal and you're making it like really personal for us. And that's really kind of cool for us to share with people because I think yeah. we, you know, bourbon's gotten so big that I think people also tend to forget, you know, what the roots of it is. And it was, you know, family and, and everything like that, that's, that made everything just so, yeah. so amazing to people getting together and drinking and, and having a good time. Cause all, all the major distillers really have the same kind of story. It's all a family affair and that's where they, whether it's Russell beams, any of those, they all have that same kind of yeah. start. You're just, you know, a little newer to the game. But like what Paul said, you can build on. It's like the passion like comes out through the whiskey. Like yeah, you can you can really start to taste it in your story and the behind and the why you're doing certain things, um, yeah. which makes it really awesome. Um, so you're have you guys found a uh, your location yet for your distillery? I know you've been looking at a couple places. Yeah, we've been looking all over the place. We looking here in Texas. Uh, been looking quite a bit across Kentucky and. Um, you know, the folks in Kentucky have just treated us, uh, you know, first class, rolled out the red carpets for us and, you know, love what we're doing. Um, you know, we haven't, uh, you know, finalized any deals yet. Uh, we're hoping that we can finalize and, and uh, you know, um, announce that we're going to be somewhere hopefully in, in the new year. Uh, you know, COVID put a, a you know, a real uh, damper on everything for us, you know, couldn't travel couldn't you know yeah. business so that put us behind by about six seven months just like everybody else is a sad sad deal um but you know we're still working hard at our brand um you know we're still um you know making visits and and opening up you know the new states that we can uh go to uh hopefully next year we'll open seven or eight new states um and hopefully next year we'll announce where we're going to be and we'll be really excited for that day to come. And, um, you know, the day we do our groundbreaking ceremony is going to be a, you know, a real emotional day for the Belfort family. I, yeah. I vote for Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, you said, said that. He said that, but he would love another excuse because Texas JC is the happiest JC we have ever met. <laughs> I love Texas. <laughs> now, you said states. How many states are you currently in right now? Yeah, so we started in Texas and we're in Illinois. Um, you know, obviously the connection there with, with me starting with the Blackhawks, um, well recepted there, you know, people, we, I think we've done, um, five different store events there and, uh, we saw hundreds of people come out and, and do tastings at the stores. And I think even at one store, we sold, sold like close to 50 cases, oh, wow. uh, during the signing, um, North Dakota. Uh, we did 110 cases in um, three days there, which was a lot of fun. We're in South Dakota. Um, we're soon to be in, in Missouri. Uh, Tennessee we're in. Um, Georgia soon to be. Uh, Arizona. Uh, let's see. We're, we're, we're hoping to get to Kentucky as soon as possible. There's been a couple of roadblocks there, but... Um, you know, we'll get there as soon as we can. 
uh, New York and, and New Jersey soon. They were closed down. Uh, they just started talking to us in the last couple of weeks. Um, so, you know, we're excited about it. Um, you know, we're going to open as many states as we can, as soon as we can. We have about 2,500 barrels aging. And, um, you know, we're, we're hoping to put down another probably 500 plus barrels here over the next uh, year. All right. Be nice. That's a, that's a really big project, especially with you looking for a location. Um, <laughs> I can definitely say wherever you do it, whether it's Kentucky or Texas, I definitely think it'd be cool. We definitely would like to come visit, I think, when that's done and, and check it out and, and see kind yeah, of you know, sure. your imagination of what you've put into, you know, the love and the, and the family and the camaraderie into your, into your bourbon. I'm sure the distillery is going to be pretty awesome. That's good. Let's do it. Beautiful. I guarantee, like from what I've heard so far. And if you have a big eagle in the front when you drive in, AJ might cry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I said, you were the first jersey I ever had, and um, I know you said you might touch on it, but like, is there a reason you chose the eagle for your helmets and everything there? Well, I always have had a connection with um, Indian history. you know, I, I grew up in Canada, and um, I think there's some native in, in the Belfour family and, and myself. Um, I was adopted, and I was told that I have some native in me. So I've always had that, that connection to native history and, and culture. And um, I was very lucky enough to get a scholarship at the University of North Dakota and, and got to play for the Fighting Sioux, um, very dear to my heart. And we won the NCAA championship that year in 86, 87, 40 wins, eight losses. They call our team the dream team. I don't think anybody's beat that record in, in college hockey since. Wow. And, and um, you know, then, then going to play for the Blackhawks in Chicago, I mean, it just was a perfect fit. Right. Um, so once I got to the Blackhawks, um, you know, I mm. wanted something that was really unique and, and, and you know, very traditional. And, and I mean, what better than – you know, the Eagles. So I asked the, the mask maker, uh, Greg Harrison at the time uh, in Toronto, Canada, he made most of those masks. I asked him to put a, a mean looking Eagle on, on the mask and, you know, he did a great job and, and the mask turned out awesome. And that mask is in the Hockey Hall of Fame now. And um, that's how my nickname started, Eddie the Eagle. So it was, it was awesome. I've always just heard the nickname, and then, like, anytime I've kind of just glanced looking up a story, you never really see one, so I was just kind of curious. And you know. I just remember that stupid-ass helmet stopping the Panthers from winning a lot of games. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a, I am a massive hockey fan. Like, I actually go down um, two to three times a year. I usually go down for the opening weekend and everything, and turns out that was crazy because, you know, it wasn't very long. You got to actually go see – see hockey in person uh and the playoffs were never the same without it you know the stanley cup finals i know your stars made a nice little nice little run there um they got a good foundation um and uh but you know it's just nice to see hockey back uh after everything that's been going on i'm sure you you know you were really enjoying that as well and i like seeing some of the instagram posts with the 99 team all together on a couple little parties you threw there celebrating yeah (laughs) yeah it's, it's always great to see the guys and uh, you know, the, the first 12 barrels that Dane made and, and we made for Belfort Spirits, that uh, the special edition bottle, uh, limited edition bottle that we made, um, you know, it's got the chalice on top that looks very familiar. And yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So I had one of those made up for each one of my 99 cup teammates with their name and number on it that matched the bottle number that came off of the, the bottling line. So like Mike McDonald got number nine bottle. I got number okay. 20. So that is great. <laughs> yeah. So um, half of the guys got their bottles you know, all the ones that live here in the U S but unfortunately the guys that live in Canada because of uh, the COVID and because mm -hmm. of the, there's a law actually that went into place here just in the last uh, year and a little bit. Um, any rye whiskey, and I think it got extended also to bourbon whiskey, coming to Canada has to be at least three years aged. So we couldn't bring our we couldn't bring our juice there. So none of the guys that live in Canada got their bottle yet. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping here soon that the borders open up because our, our juice is three years old now. And, you know, we're going to get it to Canada. Uh, there's only one barrel of the, the VIP limited edition. There's only one barrel of that going to Canada. So I'm sure that's going to disappear pretty quickly. Yeah. No, that's a, are, are you, is Canada a place that you ultimately want to, you know, bring your product up there at some point as well? Well, yeah, for sure. We're, um, we've already met with Southern Glazers of Canada. Okay. Uh, that's, that's where our main distributor is here in the U S and, um, you know, we, they accepted us and, and we were ready to move forward. And then we found out about this new law. So we had to wait and then COVID hit. So we just have to wait until the borders open up and then we'll have the, um, the VIP will be ready to go. And then our bourbon will be ready to go here. The stuff that's uh, three years now. Right. Um, so we're excited about Canada. Of course, you know, me being from Manitoba and playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, you know, we can't wait to get it there. People, have been asking us, you know, on our our uh, web page and our Facebook page and Instagram that, that, you know, they're asking like, hey, when are you coming? Like, we've been waiting and waiting and, you know, just uh, try to be patient. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned some stuff about, you know, your small batch of bourbons that you've got. What's kind of next? Like, take us take us where you where you see this going in the next, you know, and I know it sounds weird to say, but in the bourbon world, five to 10 years isn't that much when you're talking about aging processes, you know? No, so, so where, where do you see your brand kind of going in that next kind of level of, of bourbon releases and things like that? Yeah. So we'll, we'll be coming out with our small batch probably sometime late February or March. Okay. Um, you know, it's not going to be very much of it. Um, probably in the neighborhood of 5,000 cases. Um, and then right after maybe five, three to five months, six months after that, we're going to come out with the, uh, an oak finished bourbon. So it'll be kind of similar to our, our pecan. And Ooh. yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's coming along really well. We're really excited about it. And, um, if it keeps progressing the way, way it is, it's going to be really nice, you know, come, you know, sometime June or July of next year. Um, but if it's not perfect, I'm not going to bring it out. That's, that's how I am. And, um, you know, that's, that's the next product. And then our, our regular straight bourbon, we're going to wait on that and it'll be completely different than the small batch and, and the oak finished product. And so we, we don't want any of our products to taste alike the other one. You know, I've, I've done a lot of tastings at other distilleries and I'm like, tasting, you know, the different, uh, products they have. And I'm, I don't notice a lot of difference from one to the other sometimes. 
And and I'm like right. very, very, very true. Very, that. very true. Yeah. Depending on which one you get. And so I, are don't, you... I don't want to have that happen with with our products. Um, so like our small batch, it it doesn't taste anything like our 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 you know bourbon finished with Texas pecan wood. And and the oak finished product, it's not going to taste like either one of them. And then our regular bourbon that comes out, it's not going to taste like any of them. They're all going to be, you know, have their own characteristics. And we want people to fall in love. You know, not everybody likes a weeded bourbon. You know, not everybody right. likes a rye-based bourbon. So we, we're going to give people options. That's me. JC is a big rye I'm a fan. huge rye so, fan. So do you do all like the, like, I guess the word be be the master taster. Are you like that for your company? Like, that's. Yeah, my, my son and I do it together. Right. And. And our whole team is really good at tasting now. We've, we've been educating um, Mark Lonis. He's our, our, our head revenue officer, head of sales, our, our head of marketing, Elizabeth Cornelius, um, Reagan, my daughter, um, and Dane. We all taste together. And then Randy Allender helps us, Don Hardwick. We all do tastings together. And, um, you know, I, like, I used to put four or five different samples in front of Dane and I'm like okay Dane try these and tell me which one you would want to sip on all night long and that's what we always try to, to create as a product that we could sip on all night long and our rye whiskey is is the one that we chose that way we love the way it, it, it drinks it's so easy it's simple and it has a lot of character to it so we try and do that with each one of our products and there's a couple in there that taste you know, really nice on the front end. They may not have a, a you know, the finish that we want. Right. And, and, and Dane's like, well, dad, you know, I could just drink maybe one or two of this one and then that's it. But this one here, I could drink this one all night long. So that's what we always try to focus on is that type of characteristics. It's like creating bourbon with friends yeah. almost. Yeah. I know it's not <laughs> like the cliche, but I mean, it really is. And, and like you're sitting over here going, that's like the most genius way to do it like yeah. throw a bunch of people in a room that you all trust that you all like to like drink together and say yeah. which one do you all like the best and yeah. we're gonna drink all night with yeah. and then do you drink it all night that's the question oh yeah we've done that a few times i think i can drink a lot of people under the table but i've never drank with a hockey player i'm pretty sure i might you know i might lose that battle so <laughs> Yeah, there's a few of them that can can go pretty hard. <laughs> but <laughs> here's the thing that, you know, with with whiskey, what I found is when, when it tastes so good like that, and, and it's happened to, to myself, it's happened to Dane, it's happened to some of our teammates and friends, you know, it tastes so good, but ours is our products are a little higher in proof. And and sometimes that can sneak up on you. Yep, and, yep. and it's like if you don't drink it slow enough, as you guys know, you're drinking 110 proof or 120 proof, like that can hit you like pretty quickly. <laughs> yep. It's done to us. So we, we have, this is a pretty, pretty good story. So, um, you know, when I'm doing this taste testing, I, I don't always tell them what it is, what proof it is, you know, even if it's a bourbon or a rye. And, and when I first started doing our rye, it's like a lot of people thought it was bourbon. And I'm like, right. no. That's not bourbon, that's our rye. And then one of the other ones I've done is, um, you know, with our barrel entry programs, um, you know, I've taste tested at 125 proof barrel strength, and then like at 105 proof. 
and they oh, get okay. the proof wrong a lot of times. They think the 105 is a 125. We have a 125 that's so smooth, it drinks like a 95 proof. It's amazing. Now you're speaking your language. Yeah. I will need to try this. <laughs> <laughs> We and Jesse are the barrel proof drinkers and high proof. Usually, most of our stuff we pick starts out at like 101 at least. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'll, I'll give you a fun little story. Like, and I don't know, has Elizabeth kind of given you the backstory of how we got this started? No, not really. So, so COVID happens obviously, and everything shut down. There's not a lot to do. Nothing. We're two. So I have a new baby. Um, he was about um, November or so. Three, four months old. Yeah, he's about four or five, four yeah. months old. I think at the time, four or five months old. Um, and so they were kind of nervous about coming around. And I said, uh, at one point, I'm like, about two weeks in, I'm like, steaks and bourbon. And they said, you know, JC goes, hell yes. Because we haven't seen anybody in so long. You can only sit in your house yeah. for so long before you're ready. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and so we're sitting around the fire and we just, you know, we had one of those nights where you say it can creep up on you. Well, two and a half bottles crept up on us. Uh, we were really bored. Um, and, oh, it was about yeah. six and a half hours of it, yeah. but, um, over kind of the course, people started coming over. We started talking about it. JC knows a lot about, about, uh, about bourbon facts. AJ knows a lot about bourbon history. I don't know shit. I'm just funny. Um, but I like <laughs> to drink. And so the three of us combined really were really funny. People who kept going, you all should do a podcast. You all should do a podcast. And on this loser's birthday, we <laughs> drank an entire uh, bottle uh, it's Taylor barrel proof, uh, 130 proof. Uh, oh, proof. wow. <laughs> it, we so, popped it open. And the funny thing was, is we said, this is not a bottle we kill off. And we not only killed that bottle off, we killed a half a bottle of another one. Wow. And, and created all of this. We created our email address. And now we're, you know, about 2000 downloads in. We have, you know, between all three three platforms, we yeah. have about oh, about three thousand followers, kind of on all the platforms young, we have. Yeah. Still young. We're only we're only this. You'll be our tenth episode that we release, I believe. Well, that's um, good, guys, that's and, awesome. And it's just taken off, and it's really fun because as we get to say, we get to sit around and talk shit and drink bourbon and have a good time. So, yeah. and it's the way it's supposed to be. It's you know, and and your story really gets me excited personally. I know these guys do. Yeah. I can see it on their face because your passion for creation is like what our passion of what we want to drive to people of how bourbon should be family, yeah. friends, and enjoyment. You slow down and have a good time and enjoy the people you're with. So yeah. we don't want it to be the snooty high end that sometimes it can be, but I mean, everything you shared, the passion and love is kind of what we're in it for too. So yeah, exactly. You know, family time and, you know, sitting around, uh, you know, telling stories and, you know, having a cigar and, um, you know, stuff like that. And, and, you know, one of the things that I really enjoy uh, with bourbon, especially, and, and one of one of my favorites is uh, Elijah Craig uh, Barrel Strength, um, is e eating, like, really nice desserts, like carrot cakes and chocolate okay. cake with, with the, the bourbon. Oh, my gosh. It just, I love that flavor just explodes in your mouth. You, you got the the cake in your mouth, you put a little sip of bourbon in there and just boom. <laughs> That's funny that you say that because producer Kate over there just made a batch of bourbon cookies <laughs> where she soaked pecans for like six months in the Elijah Craig barrel proof and then oh, she made bourbon cookies which are yeah, it, it's, nice. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. we'll have to serve those at, at, at Belfort Spirits when we get the distillery up and running because that's, that's, that's one of my goals is to have these awesome desserts, you know, with nice. you know, awesome cigar selection. So, you know, some people, they don't like sweets, but they like cigars. Some people like sweets, they don't like cigars. So we'll give people some options of some things that they can do there and, and enjoy. And, you know, I, I really feel like the, the chocolate and, and the carrot cakes and, you know, the creme brulees and stuff like that go really well with whiskey. Carrot cake can go really well with this. Like, I can taste it. This, we didn't talk about, but the, the, the bourbon has such a caramel now. Like, I'm yeah. picking it, like, heavy. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, I can see the dessert in on that. Really, yeah. it's that's where I'm getting the right carrot, the carrot cake. I, I'm pretty sure that JC wants to be your best friend after listening to you right <laughs> now. You drink and eat the way he does, um, and I haven't seen this much of a smile on him since we left Texas. So um, I think secret he's like, please God, have his distillery open up soon. Be in Texas, and I will move there. Lexington's not a bad town. <laughs> <laughs> we can offer you lots of bourbon cookies. Uh, uh, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time out to, to meet with us. It means a lot as a hockey fan that you took the time out. It's really special to me personally. I know yeah. it's really special to AJ as well. Definitely. And um, as a bourbon fan. And as a bourbon fan, yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, and I hope everyone appreciates this. And just remember, bourbon with friends can change the world. Have a great night, guys. You bet. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. really appreciate Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you so, you so much. much. I really appreciate it. You have a great night. God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. As always, the bourbons highlighted on this podcast will feature in the show notes. Tune in next time for another episode of Bourbon with Friends.